Hey everyone, Beyond the Baseline is brought to you by the SeatGeek app, the easiest way to find a great deal, pay for your ticket, and get to your seat. Download the SeatGeek app, enter our code BEYOND, B-E-Y-O-N-D, for $20 off your first purchase. We're also sponsored by FanDuel, the leader in one-week fantasy football, more winners, more payouts than any other site. Enter promo code BEYOND at FanDuel.com to play a risk-free tournament at up to 10 bucks. I would like to think that I, I model my game a little bit after Ferrer's David Ferrer, since he is around the same height. But, I mean, my speed is definitely an asset, plus my mental game. So if you combine those two, I think not being 6'4", what these guys are, I think it's okay. And I think my speed makes up for a lot of the time. So I, I do believe I can hang with anybody, and, it's, uh, and height is irrelevant. Hey everyone, John Wertheim here. This week's Sports Illustrated Tennis Podcast. We have a player guest today joining us. This player, despite being ranked number 339, knows that he will be playing in the main draw of the Australian Open. Noah Rubin, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? Thank you for having me. Good good to uh good to have you. Our pleasure. Where where are we getting you? Where are you uh where are you physically, where are you metaphysically? <laughs> right now, I'm at my club, uh, the John McEnroe Tennis Academy on Long Island, and I'm just uh, just relaxing before my next practice. We we could have had you. Uh, we we could have had you come in. What what is it like knowing right now, six weeks out, that you've got that spot in the Australian Open main draw? That of course you uh, you you won the Wild Card Challenge. You know, it's an incredibly motivational. I mean, to know that I'm going to start my year with Australian Open and hopefully a warm-up tournament. I mean, it, it, there's no there's no better start, especially for somebody in my position who's coming up. I mean, I'm not at a place where my ranking gets me in on my own, so this allows me to see where I am with some of the best players in the world, and I believe I deserve to be there. So so you, you recently turned pro, 19 years old. How, how much do you get caught up in the rankings and the numbers game? I mean, are, are you looking – did you know you were uh... – as we're recording this, you're 339. Did you know that if I hadn't said that? Uh, I knew I was around 350. Um, you know, I try not to. My father, Eric Rubin, my coach, Lawrence Clegg, have always um, put it on me that I should not look at rankings as often as some of the other kids do. And I know it's a profession, but it, it's something that needs to be put aside and just allow tennis to take over and if you're playing well enough and if you're in a good enough spot points and ranking points come with that so there's no need to worry so we we've got this core of of young americans you you among them but the class this year every single one of them turned pro uh most of them right around the time of the u.s open you spent a year at wake did you go to college sort of expecting to be a one and done no, I mean, I went to college knowing that it was the right choice for me at the time. I knew that I I had room to develop as a person and a tennis player, and I knew I could there. You know, there was some great tennis players uh, playing last year, and it was a great experience to play the dual matches and just get out with the team. And I think I really uh, developed and improved there, so I was happy, and I don't, I don't regret it at all. So, God forbid, I'm, I'm knocking on wood here, but something 
were to happen or you lost interest in tennis, just to be clear, you could you can always go back to college, right? Yes, sir. I can go back whenever I want and finish my degree. Did you feel like your game regressed during those six, seven, eight months? I really do. I think physically I got in better shape, and it, and tennis-wise, I mean, I was playing with 10 very good players and playing against some of the greatest players in the country right now. So, you know, I, I really do believe that I progressed, and it was the right choice. Is it going to be weird for you this year socially? You're, you're a college freshman. You're, it's, it's good living. You could, you could do worse in life than uh, being 18, 19 years old on a college campus. Um, how are you preparing for the cultural adjustment that's going to come with being out there trying, trying to make it as a pro? I mean, I've been doing it for so long. I mean, I know college was a different scenario for me, but it was almost that I had to get acclimated to being in school and going to class and being in, at a college campus. So, I mean, the whole professional tennis and traveling and being on the road, that's what I'm used to my whole life. So it was more that I had to adjust to university life rather than adjust back to professional tennis and travel. You are a, a fast player. Uh, you are a smart player. You are not a big player. <laughs> How? Um, I, I, what, what can you do to offset that? I mean, there's sort of the obvious. You look at a guy like Nishikori. I mean, obviously there are players before you that have had a similar challenge and a similar makeup. But when you go out there today and practice, what are you doing to offset the fact that you're not you know, the guy who's – 6-3 and serving 141. Yeah, I mean, I would like to think that I, I model my game a little bit after Ferrer since he, David Ferrer, since he is around the same height, but you know, I mean, my speed is definitely an asset, plus my mental game, so if you combine those two, I think not being 6-4 with these guys are, I think it's okay, and I think my speed makes up for a lot of the time. And then also, I believe that I have a lot of pop in most of my shots that kind of overcompensates for my size so I do believe I can hang with anybody and height is irrelevant you mentioned your your coaching situation with with Lawrence when you go out there and travel this year I mean we, we see a guy like I don't know if you watch the the matches in London that Djokovic had his whole team and Roger had his whole team obviously those are extremes what for a guy like you who's j- just going out there and starting his career what, what does your team look like my team at home, I mean, I have I have fitness, I have a couple coaches, my father who helps coach, and I have nutrition and all of that. But, I mean, on the road it's different. I mean, financially I'm not a place to uh, bring seven guys with me. I mean, I have usually a hitting partner slash somebody who knows my game very well that works at John McEnroe's, and then I have maybe my father or maybe a uh, fitness trainer. But, I mean, you know, it's, it's mostly just one, maybe, maybe two people. So that's just how it works. You, you and your coach will be on the road together, though? Yeah, you know, Lawrence, who coaches me, I mean, he travels every once in a while. My father travels with me. He's always traveled with me. And then I have a select group of guys that I know very well that I trust with my game and will travel with me to certain tournaments. Hold on, Noah Rubin. Quick thought while we pay some bills. There's never been a better time to be a tennis fan, but there's also never been a better time to be an NFL fan. You can watch every game on Red Zone, follow players on Twitter, and win cash competing in one-week fantasy football on FanDuel. Now, when you use my code BEYOND, your first tournament is risk-free. That's right. Any contest offered on FanDuel for up to 10 bucks. If you win, 
keep the money. If you lose, FanDuel will refund your account guaranteed. This one is on the house. FanDuel's the best place to play one-week fantasy football. Building a team is easy. It's fun. Stay under the salary cap, which is easy when fees start as low as just a dollar. There's a league for everyone. They also have leagues for the NBA and NHL, so play fantasy sports for cash any night of the week. To get started, go to FanDuel.com, F-A-N-D-U-E-L. Click on the microphone in the upper right-hand corner. Use the code BEYOND and sign up. Again, here is the new offer. If you enter a league and don't win, FanDuel will refund your money up to 10 bucks. If you do win, keep it. It's on the house. No lose offer. Go to FanDuel.com, click the microphone, use the code BEYOND. FanDuel, where it can finally pay to be a fan. Try it out today. So for a guy like you, I'm, I'm curious about what the, the thinking is. I mean, it's, it's a tough living being a tennis pro. I mean, you we talked about Roger and Novak, and obviously those are those are extremes, even a, a Ferrer. But you know, it's it's a grind for most of the guys out there. You're young, you're bright, you're well connected. I'm, I'm going to play your dad here for a sec. I'm going to play the uh, I'm going to play the lame adult and say, "What? Why wouldn't you just stay in school and go get a good job at Morgan Stanley? What do you need this tennis for? <laughs> what, what's the uh, what, what's the thinking on your career and giving this thing a shot?" I mean, luckily I was fortunate enough to have a decent amount of talent and also a great team surrounding me starting at a young age. So I had all this opportunity. And then I started to get good. And tennis allowed for a life that I believe I've already lived that most people can't say they've experienced. And to have all these experiences under my belt at such a young age already, I think it really it's beneficial in any field that I go into later in life, even if I don't stop my career with tennis even if I go on to whatever after I believe that I mean I've traveled the world I've seen and done things that a lot of people haven't done their entire life and I think it's it's definitely rewarding besides the fact that I absolutely love tennis and I love competing and there's no feeling like it I'm at an age right now that there's I mean I should go for for the next God willing 10-15 years and you know it's my parents are fully backing me I mean they did they did like that I went to the year of school and then put my eggs in one basket, but now that I have that done, I mean, they say, why not? I mean, just go for it. I mean, it, it just allows for so many things that will not I will not find in any other field, so that's basically I, the reason. I'm going to editorialize here and say, you, you don't have to respond, but I can't understand why more juniors wouldn't do what you did. And just, you know, the careers are getting longer. It's not as though... You've only got five, six years now. You play into your 30s. Why wouldn't you just take those eight months, spend it on a college campus? You yourself said your game progressed while you were down there in in Winston-Salem. And then if it doesn't work out on tour, you could go back to Wake Forest tomorrow, right? I I, I can't understand why more players wouldn't do what you did. But anyway, that's 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 my little – that's my rant. One, one thing we hear about junior tennis – and junior development, especially at the USTA, is it's hard to get these kids to commit to tennis, that there's something very appealing about a team environment and kids want to be LeBron James. How did you end up uh, how did you end up in this sport? Were there other sports that you sort of said no to to devote yourself to tennis? Yeah, I mean I was I absolutely loved soccer and I had to make a decision when I was about eleven, twelve of what sport I was gonna play. I mean Talent-wise, I was, I was definitely progressing faster in tennis. And it's funny you say that because I'm the complete opposite. I hate relying on people. I wanted the independent sport.
board. I wanted if I lose, I want it to be all my fault, all on me, and take and take the hit. But if if I win, I want the glory for myself. So, I mean, as selfish as it sounds, I liked being a team sport. I mean, even in school, I did projects by myself that were supposed to be together. It was just it's just how my mind worked. I love being out there figuring it out all on my own, having the mano y mano fight out there, and I really enjoyed it. It's funny. We were just talking to uh, MMA fighters. They said the exact same thing. They said, you know, even in uh, even in swimming, you're in a di- you're going at the same time, but you're in a different lane. They said that they love the the combat and the and the competition. It's it's you and someone else. In this case, on the other on the other side of the net, is there any sort of team environment at, at McEnroe's? Yeah, I mean, you know, you have people coming up together. You have the coaches that I mean, there's a there's some type of environment, and obviously I've played Davis Cup before, which allows for somewhat of a team atmosphere. But, uh, you know, in tennis, it's, it's mostly on your own out there, and there's no coaching, so you got to do what you got to do. Tennis may be in its sliver of an offseason, but there's still plenty of other sports going on. Kobe Bryant, for instance, has announced his breakup with basketball. You read the poem, and now you know that this season is your last to see him shoot in person. Tickets are going fast, and when you use the SeatGeek app and my code BEYOND, you get a check back for 20 bucks. Download the SeatGeek app on your iPhone or Android. It's free. It's easy. Search for your event. Find the deal for you. Enter our code BEYOND. And when you complete the purchase, SeatGeek will send you a $20 check to your home. SeatGeek pulls in options from hundreds of sellers online. We always say it is kayak for tickets. You can find the best value. SeatGeek makes this process easy, safe. You will not be buying tickets from 1916. You will be buying it from 2016. Download the free SeatGeek app, enter the code BEYOND. SeatGeek will send you 20 bucks once you've made your first SeatGeek purchase. For the NFL, your favorite concerts, Kobe's Farewell Tour, use the SeatGeek app. Don't forget our code BEYOND. Daily fantasy players and season-long fantasy warriors. Not the Golden State variety, but the Fantasy Warriors. We have the podcast you need. On the SI Fantasy Football Podcast, Michael Beller cuts through the noise and delivers two weekly episodes chock full of fantasy ratings and news. The show has one goal, to get you the prize in your fantasy league. Don't get left out. The SI Fantasy Football Podcast with Michael Beller. Find it on iTunes, Stitcher, and SI.com backslash podcasts. So I feel like when these players, and it's, it's not specific to tennis, when all these athletes break through quickly, they fall into these archetypes, right? So in, in tennis, it's, you know, uh, Michael Moe is the son of a former pro, and, and so is Taylor Fritz, and, you know, Tommy Paul's the quiet one, and Francis is the one whose dad was the maintenance man at the club, and they sort of become these, these models before we even get to know them. So I'll, I'll turn this on its head, and before these architects get hide, you know, before these get hardened for you, what, what do you want people to know about you? I mean, what's, if, if you were writing the Noah Rubin story, if you were doing the, the TV feature, you, you've got the blank slate here. What, what do you want people to know about Noah Rubin? I mean, I don't need them to know too much. I mean, I just want to be out there. I'm trying to be as humble as possible. I'm trying to be as respectful. I just want to, for everybody that supported me, I want to give back to them a little bit in a way that, I mean, I, I hold myself to a high standard, and that's what I try to do each day. And, I mean, I don't need a background story. I don't need this name in the spotlight kind of thing. I mean, I'm just going to work hard each and every day, and hopefully it'll, it'll prove that it's uh, done some good in the future. 
you just want to work hard and you don't want to burnish your image. I don't know how you're going to make it as a pro athlete today. Um, <laughs> give me an idea of what your training is like, especially in what amounts to an off season. I mean, how, how much time are you spending off court versus on court? What are you doing when you get on court? Well, luckily it's Thanksgiving now, so I, I am. I mean, I'm playing. I'm only playing a couple hours a day, just relaxing, taking it cool. Because I know that starting early December, I'm gonna have to rev it up and get the nutrition ready. Do about three and a half to four hours on court, about an hour and a half off court, plus extra physio time and stuff like that. So that's that's about six days a week, and then. I mean, uh, bring me into the Australian Open, so hopefully that'll prepare me. What do you think is the biggest sacrifice you've had to make so far? You know, I, I believe the biggest sacrifice is just... I wouldn't call them sacrifices because I don't believe that... I mean, they were all worth it for tennis, but sacrificing holidays, family events, friendships. I mean, some people didn't understand when I was younger because, I mean... If I was good or not was irrelevant, I was still young at that age, and my friends didn't understand when I was going to practice, and I couldn't go to the party, or I missed the wedding, or I missed Thanksgiving one year, and it's just, it, it adds up, and for a young kid, it's tough, but you have to keep a perspective and, and understand that this is what you need to do for your future, and it's tough to to think like that and have that mentality, but hopefully you have a team surrounding you that will aid you in that process. When we uh, I, I, let's let's cut it off here. This was uh, this was great though. You're don't turn twenty years old until February, and by then you will have played in your second major main draw. I'd, I'd say that's uh, that's a train headed in the right direction. Thank you, sir. Uh, no, Ruben, that was great. Good luck down in Australia. We'll see you down there, and uh, let's let's do it again sometime. Perfect. Thank you for having me. All right. Take care. Everyone, thanks for joining us. That, of course, was Noah Rubin, who now heads to Australia, knowing he has a spot in the main draw. We should all have been that self-possessed at age 19. We'll have a new guest next week. And again, feel free to keep the suggestions coming. Your feedback has been great, both on, on Twitter and to the Tennis Mailbag. Always happy to field suggestions. We'll have another tennis podcast next week. Have a good week, everyone. We'll